Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Productivity is Offsetting Wage Gains. There's been a lot of ink spilled on the dangers of rising wages as a source of inflation. The problem with focusing just on input costs is that it's incomplete. To fully understand the wage and labor picture, you need to see the other half of the equation, namely output. And the single biggest driver of output today is technology-enhanced productivity. Deciphering how much output companies get for each dollar of labor can help answer the transitory or permanent quandary that has become so de rigueur in today's media. To be sure, prices have risen, and some of them quite robustly. Crude oil is over $83, back to where it was in 2015. Consumers who are flush with CARES Act cash and bored at home sent retail sales over pre-pandemic levels shortly after the lockdown began. That helped to drive up prices even further. And wages, especially those on the bottom half of the economic scale, they have risen, and I expect those wage gains to prove sticky. For companies that are short-staffed and have to hire, $15 an hour is becoming an unofficial minimum wage, especially for restaurants and retail stores. But the current inflation debate is excessively focused on these price inputs. Ships lined up in the Pacific waiting to unload at the Long Beach docks. Hey, that makes for a great visual image, but it's likely to prove a temporary phenomena. It'll ameliorate on its own. By ignoring output, meaning by ignoring what companies get for their money from their workforce, we are missing the most important part of the inflation equation. That half is being driven by technology. The impact has been deflationary for decades, as employees have become much more productive at the same wage levels. The odds of sustained wage-driven inflation decrease when productivity outpaces those wage gains. Said differently, Supply chain price increases tend to be temporary, but productivity gains stick around. Hey, a lot has changed since 1987, when economist Robert Solo quipped, you can see the computer age everywhere but in the productivity statistics. Reminds me of an old joke. Two young fish are asked by an older fish, how's the water? And one young fish turns to the other and says, what the hell is water? Productivity gains are everywhere. They've become so ubiquitous, we simply don't see them. We overlook them. Don't. The world today is so very different from what it was in 1987. Productivity measures have seen a marked cumulative increase, driven primarily by computer technology, which has become mobile and transparent and always on. That increase in productivity was kicked into an even higher gear during the pandemic months of working from home. Labor productivity, as measured by output per hour for all employed persons, nearly tripled over that period versus prior years. This wasn't just white-collar workers who had increases in productivity. Nearly every field can lay claim to some technology-driven increase in efficiency and production. Consider restaurants, a challenging business at best, and one that has shown itself particularly resistant to productivity gains. After all, how much faster can you wash a dish? But even eateries have had to adapt and become more productive, accelerated in part by the industry's response to COVID. 
Technology now dominates nearly every aspect of the business, from reservations to menus to ordering and paying your check. The net result? More meals served, higher revenue per restaurant with fewer staff members. Think about apps like Resi and OpenTable. They've automated the reservation process. QR codes eliminate the need for printed menus. It allows restaurants to instantly update their daily offerings. Wait staff take orders on iPads. This reduces errors and wasted return dishes, which is a loss. It's an expense. Mobile point-of-sale systems like Square or Upserve, they turn the process of paying your check into a single operation, fast and easy. Instead of being this time-consuming three-step transaction, signal the waiter, have them bring you a check, signal the waiter, come take my credit card, signal the waiter, give me the credit card back and I'll sign it. Instead, they show up with a mobile point-of-sales device, you sign it, and you're done. It's fast and easy. All told, modern technology-enabled restaurants can serve more diners every day with less staff. Sure, there's an upfront cost of technology, and there's some ongoing training that's going to be required, but the productivity gains result in greater revenues for the restaurant at a lower total cost. Multiply this by hundreds of industries, and you can begin to see the impact on output. Productivity still remains notoriously difficult to measure, but we need only look around to see how much more productive each of us have become over the past few decades. These gains have touched every sector and nearly every job. That we find it difficult to track is more of a measurement problem than a function of increased productivity itself. Wage gains are a reset, and supply chain price increases are likely to prove temporary. Productivity gains, on the other hand, persist forever. That's a deflationary, not inflationary, result. For more from me, check out the big picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Stop.